2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average twelve month savings of seven hundred forty four dollars by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June twenty twenty two and May twenty twenty three. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: We talked on Sunday and Monday, but there not been any transactions the management decision? What's happening right
3: now? How he's removed, there's
2: no question that he's no longer with the team. Right. We're getting closer to solving the mystery. Of course, the closer we get, the more mysterious the situation becomes. Why is Antonio Brown, who as of Sunday is no longer a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, still a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's Thursday. He's still on the team. We'll spend a lot of time trying to get to the bottom of that one as week 18 approaches. For only the second time ever, the NFL has an 18-week regular season. So as I say good morning to Christopher David Sims on his final day of the work week for the final week of the regular season, I'll ask you the question that I posed to Shereen Williams the other day. Do you remember the only other year in which the NFL's regular season had...
4: 18 weeks i'm I'm, i know the ballpark i'm gonna say it was 1993 ding 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 you get it right sound the horns you know some call me a historian i've been told that before many have told me that all right (laughs) but i do remember that because 1993 was my last my dad's last year in the nfl and at the time he was a 38 year old quarterback about to be yeah he was a 38 year old quarterback which was at in the early 90s ancient and that was big that year that he was in year 15 and that he was going to get two weeks off uh and you know they ended up you know playing in a playoff game but like crazy how much the world's turned just to give everybody a little like taste of it like my dad 38 years old They beat your Minnesota Vikings in a wild card playoff game that year at Giants Stadium. Cold day. uh, I can still remember sitting there where. Windy. Windy Very day, windy. no doubt about it. Windy day. The typical, I mean, my dad, I felt like he played in more windy, giant stadium days than anybody in the history, but uh, yeah, that, that he was the oldest quarterback to ever win a playoff game at that time, and now, you know, everybody's 38 going to the playoffs, so it's just amazing how much the the world's changed here in, in almost 30 years in the NFL. That was the year of Emmett Smith Week 17, oh, Cowboys at Giants,
2: right. running hard through the shoulder injury and securing yep. the one seed. You mentioned the possibility of Phil having two weeks off. If the Giants had won that game in Week 17 against Dallas, the Giants would have been the number one seed, yes. even though the Cowboys were the defending right. Super Bowl champions. And then that playoff game, we've talked about this before, and actually we played a clip of it last week. The comments from John Madden regarding Jim McMahon possibly being concussed, and Madden well ahead of his time expressing a belief that the players should be removed and not allowed to go back in if they've had a concussion. That was from that game, and that was the game where the Vikings won the opening toss, right. elected the ball, and the Giants kicked with the win, yes. Vikings went three and out. Punt was horrible. Short field, 7 nothing. Right. The game, I believe, was tied at the half. Something like and that. And then yeah. the Vikings had the opportunity yes. to take the ball again. Right. Because, the, the, wait a minute, wait a minute, I got it wrong. The Giants won the toss and chose to kick. That's what happened. They chose to kick and take the wind. That's what it was. Right, right. So the Giants had – the the Vikings had the choice in the second half and they took the ball again instead of taking the wind. Three and out, short field, Giants score,
4: game over. Yeah. At that yeah. point, game was over. Yeah. That's how bad the wind was that, that day. That's, it was. Well, that's how – it was that way on the, in the Week 18 game against the Cowboys for home field advantage as well. You know, that was – I can still remember it. I mean, I know we're going off a, a windy road here. After the game, I can remember being in the tunnel with my dad – and him talking to Jimmy Johnson, because in the overtime of that Cowboys-Emmett Smith shoulder game, it was a very windy day as well that day. The Giants won the toss and took the ball. And my dad was always like, I don't know, maybe we should just go with the wind here. You know, of course, the Giants had you know, great you know, uh, experience with the wind throughout the years. And my dad, I think, asked Jimmy Johnson, what would you have guys done if you won the toss? And he told my dad he would have taken the wind and kicked the ball off. So uh, that just tells you what kind of, like, home field advantage or what you had to deal with in that stadium.
2: And that may have been why the Giants the following week, after week 18, I mistakenly called it week 17. Yeah, earlier. yeah, That's I got just you. How, how ingrained week 17 is. After right. week 18, Giants at home the following weekend win the toss. They choose to kick. Exactly. learn that. at right. the advice right. of one certain large effer who was in his final <laughs> home game then with the New York uh, football no. Giants And then, that that playoff run did not work out well. They went to San Francisco the following week a and lot it was like that 40 something to less than 42 10. 42 to 41 7. 41 to 8. I think it was yeah, something like that.
4: It was it was Ricky 41 Waters. 41 to 8. 40, yeah, it might have been that. 41 to 8. Ricky that Waters had like five touchdown pass uh, five touchdowns maybe, maybe six in the game. Uh yeah, that was a heartbreaker. That was one of those where you're watching the game and things aren't going good so you go, you know what? I'm going to change the luck and go into another room right? And watch the game in here. And then you're like, oh crap, it's not working. Let me go to another room. And I was like in four rooms before the day was over. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a sad day. We're
2: both wrong. It was forty-four
4: to three. Forty-four to three. Jeez! Wow. Yikes! Yeah. yeah and I'm Giants, looking at the box yeah. score.
2: Yeah, Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters. Yeah. Five times. Yeah. Five yeah. touchdowns. Yeah.
4: The Giants were. Uh, were. There was a year where they were. They were good. They weren't great. They were an execution team. They didn't. They didn't mess things up. They ran the ball. Dab would make a few big throws, and that's how they played. But they weren't on the same level as my dad would tell you, as the Cowboys or or the the Forty Niners, as far as the talent on the football team. But
2: if they had stolen that game in yeah, the only o- other
4: Week 18 in NFL history
2: and the road to the Super Bowl would have gone through – Giants Stadium. Giant Stadium uh-huh. may have been different. It might have may been, have been different.
4: different. That's where home field advantage, and especially up in the Northeast, like we've seen with the Patriots all the years, does come into play You know, in the month of January, no doubt. Giant
2: Stadium, the precursor to MetLife right. Stadium, where some drama went down on Sunday, and we're back to where we – originally began the quotes from Bruce Arians making it clear that eventually Antonio Brown is not going to be on the Buccaneers and he still is now look I, it occurred to me a little while ago as I'm trying to figure out what the motivations are here what's really going on he is getting paid for this week so it isn't about money right he's still on the team long enough into the week to get his game check for this week and they haven't suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team. your pay vests on Tuesday. If they were going to take action against him, it should have happened by Tuesday. It didn't. He's on the team. He's getting his final check. Now, we've thought most of the week that this is about the Buccaneers ensuring that Antonio Brown doesn't end up with someone else for the playoff run, and that could still be part of it because simply due to the fact that Brown's camp finally broke their silence last night, it doesn't mean they're telling us the truth either. It's possible... As the priest once said to Elaine Bennis and David Putty, you're both going to hell. It's possible everybody's lying. It's possible nobody is dabbling in the truth on this. And we have to keep that on our radar screen as we process what was said by antonio brown yeah, or yeah. more accurately was written by someone and issued on behalf of T- antonio brown last night and that, that it's not look the jalen hurts didn't write the letter that was sent to the washington football team in the nfl somebody wrote it for him that's what happens yeah these guys have other things to worry about that's why you have people why am i paying you i'm paying you to to write stuff that I would otherwise have to write myself. But I have an agent and I have a lawyer and I have people who make sure these things get handled. So somebody wrote something that Antonio Brown released last night as his statement. And it's long, probably longer than it needs to be. But the gist of it is that Antonio Brown insists he was injured. Antonio Brown addresses the fact that you know, yeah, he was able to run around and run off the field, but that's not the same as being able to run on the field and make your cuts and play football. There's an MRI that backs up the idea that he has a serious ankle injury. He needs surgery, and he implies that he's not going to try to play football until next year. So from his perspective, at least the impression they're creating is he's not trying to get himself to another team to finish out the season. Now, it's one thing to say it, while you're still the property of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's another thing to say it, once they've waived you, you've cleared waivers, and you can go side with another team. So I, I, I'm not ready to say that that's 100% truthful, that this is just part of the, the tug of war to get right. him out of there. Right. But, but you know, and, and look, the, the part of the pressure that is being placed on the Buccaneers, Chris, Comes from the claim made by Antonio Brown that he told Bruce Arians, right. the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that he couldn't play due to injury. And Arians knew, and of course he knew, I mean of course he knew going into the game he was injured. But during the game, when Arians said, Go out and play, Antonio Brown says, I can't. And they go back and forth on that. And eventually Arians shouts, this is the claim, shouts, You're done does the throat slash gesture and that's the end of that for antonio brown at one point i didn't mention as you see on the screen antonio brown claiming that he took he calls it an extremely dangerous painkiller it's the toradol shot you talk about it all the time right he took the toradol shot so he could play with the painful ankle injury under pressure from his coach bruce Arians. so they're throwing as much mud as they can back on arian's
4: to make him look like the bad guy in all of this. Yeah, they definitely are. And, you know, I mean, it, well, wide receiver would be the one position that, that might not actually use Tor at all on, like, a consistent basis. Quarterback as well, right? You know, you've heard me, and we've had these conversations. Why not? Why not? Well, just because I guess the game's not quite as – you don't have to go out – you're not going to be expected to just knock heads off, right, and be physical all the time, right? So I do think it's one position where – you know, those guys go, okay, yeah, I might have to block some people, but my life is not about hitting people and doing that to where, you know, they're high. Le- they're they're the highest of the level of athletes, them and DBs, as far as on the NFL locker room, to where, yeah, I don't think they are as consistent as maybe offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, fullbacks, running backs, like I've told you where teams I'm on, uh, I mean, 90% of the team, definitely in line to take a tour del shot before the football game. Uh then there's, you know, a few guys who don't ever do that unless they have to, and it sounds like Antonio Brown might be in that that little class there. But yeah, this is uh it's it's CYA time. Cover your you know what, cover your butt time from both sides here. You know, we did dabble Over the, your butt, Joe Boo. Yeah, cover your butt, Joe Boo. And we did we did dabble in the thought of yes, we know the bat the, the the Bucks don't want Antonio Brown to go somewhere else, but also, we knew there was some legalities here being talked about or tossed around in the 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 back end here by the Bucks because it it is a weird way to end. They got to make sure they're they're not you know liable in any way, doing anything wrong. The NFLPA, of course, is going to get involved in this. Go ahead. What did you want to say and add to that? Well, no, but yeah. but,
2: I, but 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 here is the thing. You are talking yeah. about legalities, and I don't disagree with that. But yeah, but it. It feels more like a PR play. If this isn't about... And everybody's covering their butt here. Yeah. Everybody's covering right. their butt. Everybody is, is advancing a story that they want us to believe, so we yeah. side with them. I side on the truth, and the problem is, and this is so much like any piece of litigation that's out there in any court in the country. You have one side here, one side there. Truth is here. Yeah. And... And that's probably what's going on in this case. But my point is as it relates to legalities, I don't know what the legal issue would be at this point. Oh, you you made me you made me play when I was injured. Well, who doesn't at at times get some sort of direct or indirect pressure? It's not like there's a cottage industry of litigation against the NFL no. by players who played in games when maybe they shouldn't have played. Like
4: there is sound pot more of egregious. Gold. Yeah, this does right, right. But there's still, but there still
2: isn't some big major cash prize awaiting Antonio Brown if he can prove this. Yeah, it feels more like a PR play and a power play. Let's make this as ugly and awkward for the Buccaneers as we can, so they will cut me now. So I can go see. That's where it falls. That's apart where it does fall apart a little
4: bit. I'm glad you're going here too, because I right? was really more talking about the legality aspect of the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers right here. But I was going to get there. But that's what I'm
2: saying. I don't know what legal issues they. I don't know what legal exposure they would have for something like this. This
4: doesn't seem like it. Seems like more of a PR problem than a legal problem. To yeah, me. maybe you're right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you're right. But I think the point you bring up about you know, Antonio Brown and what are they trying to accomplish through this? I guess maybe save face, you know, that, that would be the first thing. Make sure you get another opportunity to play in the NFL next year. Right. So it doesn't just look like you were a total misfit here and just a complete renegade in what you did that you're, you know, I think his camp, his side, they're trying to justify the actions that we saw on TV and have seen on social media and everything there. So I guess that would be their, their power play there. Right, Mike? I mean, uh, I, I mean, it's that or what you're kind of, I think, referring to, or is it like some sneaky way to just, hey, get this done, get get rid of me, cut me so I can go play over another team? I, I don't know, uh, but it, it's well, the great unknown about this right now. If you have a compelling story to tell
2: as to what happened on Sunday and why you ran off the field half naked and and why you believed you couldn't play, and why you believe you were being pressured to play, and everything associated with the message that came through in this statement, it's probably better for your long-term interests, if you want to get back in the NFL, to not make it all public. I I, I would say so, too. fire shots at your coach. Because we've seen this before, and we've said this before. If you are blasting your way out the door with accusations and insults of the people in charge of the team that you're currently playing for that'll truly scare the other shy away no doubt that'll that'll i don't want to yeah i don't want to be the next one and and look that that's that's and again talent talent is the great deodorant for this kind of stuff which is why the Patriots pounced on Antonio Brown the same day he was released by the Raiders after a reign of terror that lasted for a full month, where it was dysfunction and, and disagreements and uh, from the frozen feet to the helmet issue right. to the in, the interaction with Mike Mayock and all the ugliness after the that. Pittsburgh, where he was don't let's not to forget about that. And well, right, going that MIA too. in
4: the last week of yeah. the regular season in a, in a must win game and then just showing up on game day and expecting to play. You know, I, yeah. So yeah, I didn't mean yeah, to cut so, you off. I was just adding to the so, list with you there.
2: But but my point is this. Yeah. My point is this. If you want to convince someone to give him a job next year. This is a story that may be better told behind the scenes and privately. The problem is the Buccaneers have pushed him into a corner publicly by creating the impression that this was all the product of some sort of a mental health episode by Antonio Brown. Right. And 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 that part of it, from my perspective, has been unfortunate because that's the easiest way for the Buccaneers to cover up their own potential responsibility for this by just kind of doing the gaslighting thing, just kind of, you know, yeah, he's crazy. You know, it's, yeah, don't right. blame us. Right. This guy's crazy. Right. He's crazy. And right. you're crazy if you don't think he's crazy, <laughs> yeah. because look at this. It's the product of crazy. I'm sa- You know, I don't want to be glib about it, but I feel like I to you. the extent the Buccaneers are trying to engineer an outcome, the outcome that they want to engineer
4: is they want us all to think that there's something wrong with him, and there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, you know, and you you, you read the full statement, uh, it sounds like you know the Bucs kind of uh, were putting the pressure on Antonio Brown and his side to basically go no, accept that story that it was that, you know, it was mental health issues and there's no other story and let's move on with life. So there was certainly pressure there. That's not a good look for the Buccaneers. Listen, I I, I, I came away last night reading the statement in, in a lot of ways, like, you know my stance from the other day. Yeah, it's hard for me to totally buy Antonio Brown at his word at this point of his career. It is. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a jerk. I mean, I don't. I have compassion. But, yes, it's hard for me to buy. You know, I mean, he's – You know, it's it's like uh, it just it's too many instances like you just went through to where 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 do you really trust them? I'm not sure where to draw that line. So that's where and then, you know, I talk about, hey, I I watch the game back. You don't see a limp. You know, I sent you a clip right of him running a route and like he didn't cut like four or five different times. You don't see anything. So oh, the tour all was working. You no, know, you're right. You're right. I'm not. I'm again. I'm just. Yeah, let me finish. I know. And and that I know about. Yeah, right. But, but if he's on tour doll, that's the explanation. You're, you're right. It could. It, it can make you feel as numb as possible. There's no doubt about it. And that could let you do jumping jacks in the end zone and run you out there. So what I was getting to is just that. You know, I I, I came away also feeling bad. I didn't know how to feel. I felt bad. You know, I I do you know feel bad for Antonio Brown. He's obviously has some issues here. And this is a tough issue. And I do 100% realize he's got an ankle issue. Uh, I guess it's the way he went out. And then, you know you, look at, you know, you look at the film and some of those things. So where I came away, I guess, a little more conflicted than I expected to be. I did. And, you know, so I came away a little bit more, I guess, feeling a little more compassion for him. And maybe leaning towards his side a little bit more. In this, in this discussion or argument maybe than I thought I would have uh, after kind of hearing his side and, and him state some of the things that, that he stated in this comment.
2: Well, and the thing I keep coming back to, no matter what the two versions are, and, hey, we've seen it time and again, in football, in the industry, in the broader scope of things, lies are told all the time for strategic reasons. And I'm a firm believer, and I've said this time and again, I mean, success on a football field is premised in large part on successfully deceiving your opponent, lying to your opponent, making your opponent think you're going to zig when instead you're going to zag. Everything that we see from the play-action pass to the zone blitz, the Statue of Liberty, the fake punt, it's all about making your opponent think one thing and doing something else. And then that spills over to strategies that relates to personnel acquisition, from what your draft plans are, your free agent plans are. And I think that what happens a lot of times is people don't know where the line is or should be between acceptable lying and unacceptable lying. The end result is everybody's lying all the time. And one of the things we try to do is smoke out. Because sometimes what is said by a coach, a GM, an owner, or a player is only truthful when it just happens to align with the strategic interest that underpins what they're saying and why they're saying it. So everybody could be lying here. The thing I keep coming back to, Chris, why is he still on the team? Yeah. Why, why is he still on the team? Sunday, he's no longer on the team. Thursday, he's still on the team. Something stinks. Something stinks badly. Because he's still on the team. And
4: look, I I, I, I think there's a
2: chance that he would play through this ankle that needs surgery. And they're really painting themselves into a corner with the whole, the MRI shows the bone and this and that, and he needs surgery. And, oh, we've got two doctors now that back us up. And, okay, fine. If he gets released and the Chiefs sign him, what's your explanation going to be then? And maybe they don't care. Maybe this is all Machiavellian. I just want I, I want out, and I want to keep playing. Well, so that's and what I don't he's want to done have a before. To play against the yeah, Buccaneers,
4: right? That's where it's weird. That's exactly that's where it's weird because we've seen them pull these type of shenanigans before. To where you just go, oh, okay, I, I I don't doubt you're hurt. I'm just not sure if I believe everything you're saying there. You know, I'm just not sure it all connects. So there is there's some things whether you know you talk about the statement and you know. You know, what are they exactly trying to accomplish here? You know, the, the, the what you just mentioned there, I think you add that to it. That's where I am conflicted with what is actually going on here. What is trying to be accomplished? You know, the other thing I just wanted to ask you too, Mike, is like, so there's nothing he couldn't at the year's end. And you're you you're awesome at this stuff. This is, I, I got to pick your brain. Like he couldn't after the year um, sue the Buccaneers in some, you know, some way. To basically be, you know, you 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 know, you 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 made me look bad. I'm losing the term I wanted to use. You made me look bad. You forced me on the field. You made me play through injury. You know, you ruined my career. That type of thing. Like there, there's no consequence. You don't think for the Buccaneers if he took that route here and was proven correct with all that he said in this statement? Is there? There's nothing he can do there.
2: Any potential legal claims he would have against the Buccaneers fall under the collective bargaining agreement and the grievance process. And it's not nearly the same freedom that you would have if you were a private employee with no union representation. It's part of what you sacrifice Mm -hmm. when you have a union. You have a much more streamlined and simplified and limited range of rights at your disposal if something happens that you don't like. And I just look at it this way. I've been covering the sport every day for 20 years. And I've never... Heard of yeah, anyone you're right. even thinking about making right. that kind of a claim when stuff like this happens. Yeah. This isn't the first time that that a team has tried to squat on a guy, or a team has tried to make a guy look bad, or a team for its own selfish motives, has painted a guy as being bad or crazy or whatever. So I I still feel like at the core. There's a concern from the Buccaneers that he's going to end up somewhere else, and nobody wants to be the one. And this is the guy who, it's amazing. It's amazing how he has managed to avoid any and all scrutiny, question, criticism, whatever. And he'll meet with reporters today, and I have a feeling he'll have a very limited range of things he will say, and we'll hear the buzzwords empathy and compassion again. But Tom Brady... He's the guy that everyone's tiptoeing around, at least in the Buccaneers organization. I firmly believe that at the end of the day, the reason that Antonio Brown is still on the team is they want to be 100% sure there is no chance that anyone ever has to tiptoe toward Tom Brady and say, sorry. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. Sorry Antonio Brown had 10 catches for 152 yards and two touchdowns in the game that knocked us out of the playoffs and kept you from getting your eighth Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I know. Sorry. I, I feel like that's where this is all coming from because we know, we know, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. He's the guy that's got the juice. He's the guy that's in charge. He's the guy that ownership wants to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. As long as he fills that stadium, they want him coming back and coming back and coming back. That was the objective last year. I remember when Bruce Arians constantly calling out, Tom Brady. Remember that? Early in the year? twenty twenty, right. Constantly. Right. And, and and it stopped. Well, look, ownership knows that they're coming to see Tom Brady. They're not coming to see Bruce Arians. Yeah. They're not coming to see anybody but Tom Brady. So I feel like he's still on the team because they want to be 100% sure there's no way Antonio Brown is going to show up anywhere else. And even if this ankle is truly injured, and even if the all shot was wearing off, and even if he needs surgery, They don't want to give him any sliver, any opening, any possibility of playing for someone else this year. I still think that's the final explanation. I I think so, too. Even if he's telling us it's going to be a tough act, Yeah, it's going to be a very difficult tightrope for Antonio Brown and his agent and his lawyer to walk after what they said last night. But, you know, the hashtag that his lawyer is trying to create is cut and cage, basically... They cut him, or they claim he's cut, and now they're putting him in a cage and not letting him go. It there's nowhere to go. If you can't play because of your ankle injury, there's nowhere to go uh, other than to the operating that, room.
4: That, yeah, that that's where I was. There it tra- is. I know. Hashtag cut and cage. You, you you're not being you're not being caged because you can't fly away. Right. You're not supposed to be able to play. I thought you might get surgery. You went to the the hospital special surgery in New York where all the great surgeons and experts are. So that that's where I was getting to earlier. A little bit to where it just doesn't quite line up. That's where I'm just like, what are we trying to accomplish here? I don't know. Are we just gonna we gonna have surgery and we're done? Or are we really trying to get out of the cage and go play for the Chiefs or the Rams or the Packers? And I agree with you. You know, I, I do think it's yes, Brady related, and of course the rest of these guys are competitors too. Bruce Arians, Jason Like, they don't want to see him on another team either. They want another ring. They don't want to have like to go up to Green Bay, and like you said, Antonio Brown goes off in the fourth quarter and beats them, and the Packers go to the Super Bowl, and they don't? Yeah, not only is that going to hurt them, you're right, and it's going to piss Brady off extra there, so there's that issue. And here's the other thing I'll bring up too, Mike. This is just another part of it where I don't understand, and maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but like, why did he unfollow Brady on Instagram right after the game too? Like is, is he mad at Brady too? Like I know I I, I just I just wonder. I, that that didn't make sense to me either. You know I felt like I told you watching the game there was a few plays where he's open. I know these coverages. You're kind of supposed to go this way, and Brady forced the ball to Gronk. And I felt like you saw body language of Antonio Brown. Like man, I'm I'm open, I'm wide open. Why didn't you come to me here? Uh, I I don't know, but I just. That's where it doesn't all add up to me. I'm just not sure. Like you're talking about. It seems like they're still cracking the door open for let me get out of the cage and play, but I really need surgery, and this is messed up what the Bucs did to me, and I, I'm just not sure where they're, they're trying to go, go with this whole thing. And this entire public display.
2: Right is really something that's going to make it difficult for anyone to warm up to him next year. Now, look, we've seen time and again stories bubble up and they go away and everyone moves on and they tend to forget about it. But it's hard with Antonio Brown. There's been too many of these issues. And the only reason he got the opportunity in Tampa Bay last year was because Tom Brady, based on one game with him in 2019, as a member of the New England Patriots, realize this guy's special. I mean, that's the bottom line. Even though he's creeping deeper into his 30s, he still plays at a high level. He does. And that's the thing that could give him another opportunity that could be his saving grace in 2022 or 2021 if he finds his way onto the list of available free agents or if someone claims him on waivers. I I think he's going to want to clear waivers just like Odell Beckham Jr. did. Uh, it, it's just an odd 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 situation and it was unprecedented the moment that he stripped down to his game pants and ran off the field and the way it's been handled on the back end is unprecedented as well and everyone looks bad in this and you know my my, my overriding point and this came out in his statement yesterday as well I, I've i am not defending Antonio Brown what I'm trying to do is make sure that we don't take the bait that the buccaneers want everyone to take that's which is, right he's a bad guy right and so
4: take his rights away regard yeah. whatever
2: rights he has yeah. everybody has rights right and there's no greater challenge than remembering that at yeah. a time when the person who has the rights is unpopular and that's the point he made when he said that uh i acknowledge my past but my past doesn't make me a second-class citizen my past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I am in pain. That's why I've been vigilant this week about keeping an eye on his rights. It's not about saying he's right. It's about saying he has rights and let's not trample on his rights simply because he's been a major pain in the ass to many, many people over the years. That does not forfeit the rights that you have under the collective bargaining agreement, whatever applicable laws may be out there relevant to the situation, although the CBA really is the law of the land for 99.9% of the things that would come up here, but he does have rights. And and it feels like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would like us all to just forget about that. I mean, again, we're four days in. There's been no plausible or acceptable explanation as to why they haven't cut him there's no what to designate. I mean, how many different designations are there? This should not be hard to figure out. He's no longer on the team, and to the extent, and, so, and, and this yeah. this is this. Let me just finish this real quick while I'm thinking of it. Yeah. To the extent that they want us to believe that this was all him, that he blew a gasket on Sunday and stormed off, and we don't know what happened. I mean, why wouldn't you just cut him the next day? I mean, if this really was. One of the worst in game meltdowns we've ever seen. He should be gone by now. He should have been gone the first moment they had a chance to do it. And the fact that we're four days into it, it it's just it 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 makes everyone look bad. And I keep coming back to the fact that they want to be entirely, completely, and unconditionally certain that there's no way they're gonna see him in a Packers, Rams, or Chiefs uniform
4: between now and February thirteenth. I, I think that's a hundred percent it. I do. I think that's why they haven't cut him. I think they're looking for a way to get him on the, you know, whatever conduct detrimental to the team, commissioner exemplars. But
2: it's too, but, but any of, but I don't know. Four days in. That's I don't wh- a thing. so,
4: well, why? If they can't, they can still figure it out here. I, I think that's what they're, I, I would guess that's what they're trying to figure out for the reasons what you talked about to make sure he's not on those teams. Uh, I mean, that would be my gut feeling, but I, I know, but I guess there's, you know, again, I think there's probably some issues in figuring that out when he's claiming there's an injury, and you know that there's you know I said this, and they know I got an injury, and there's text to back it up like he's claiming. Then yeah, you know, that 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 causes a problem for the Bucks. So they're trying to figure out the right way to do this without you know, like you said too, they don't look good in this situation either. But they don't want any more you know egg in their face here with this this too. So they're trying to do it in a way where. Yeah, they can kind of have both sides or both ways here. Uh, at least that's what it looks like, you know. Uh, just, again, reading the statement, the, the stuff we've seen so far this week, that would be my, you know, I don't have pasta and meatballs in my gut. I got steak and, and mashed potatoes. But, yeah, that would be my take on that. Here's
2: the – I think they call it the munchies. Here's the <laughs> silver bullet that the Buccaneers have. And I've been trying to find out whether or not this process has been initiated and I can't get anyone to answer me one way or the other. They may be trying to set the foundation to put him on what they call the reserve left squad list. Yeah, right, right. Once you're on that list, you're shut down for the year, and you cannot play for anyone else. It's over. It's done. That's why it's always better to show up, or excuse me, to not show up for training camp if you're a holdout than to show up and leave. Because once you're present, once you're under the umbrella and you walk out the door... They can initiate a protocol that results in you being unable to play for anyone for the balance of the year. And what happens is they send what they call the five-day letter. It's a letter that says you have you have abandoned the team and you have five days to come back. And if you don't come back in five days, we're going to put you on the reserve left squad list. And uh, that would be the way to shut him down. And of course, you need five days and we're on day four now. I don't know when they sent the letter, if they even did. I'm trying to find out if they even did. But if you do send that letter and he doesn't return within five days, and he was officially listed yesterday as not practicing, not injury-related, personal reasons. So, I mean, he didn't show up. He wasn't there yesterday. For all I know, he hasn't returned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they're trying to set this up, that is the one thing. That is the best way. That is the most clear and obvious way to keep him from playing for anyone else this year. And that may be—is that what where he's supposed to, to up. show
4: up? Is that like what you're saying there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Th- 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 basically, hey, yeah. You, you, you've, you've left the team. Well, and and that then that would, you know, I, and, and it would potentially result in a grievance over whether or not he left the team, or he's kicked off the team. Yeah, is it legally binding? You for told me ref- i off the team. Yeah, right. Is it, right. it legally but, binding but my- to say
4: you're cut, and that means you're actually cut? Like, does that mean that? Yeah, that, yeah. Those well, are, yeah. I know. That that
2: would be the subject of the grievance. Right. And the pro and look, the benefit for the Bucks here is while that process would be unfolding, clock is ticking, days are passing, teams are getting ready for playoff games, and there's no Antonio Brown there to play for them. So you're just running out the clock on his ability to land with another team. And there will be a point where, you know, teams that may be monitoring the situation say, ah, this is taking too long. Uh, it's, we're, you yeah, know, yeah, we're we need to that, get that him in here. It. He's got to
4: learn the offense. That may be it. You're right. It could be just a, del- a delay tactic, a stall tactic. Maybe, maybe that is what. It... Either way, I think we're getting to the point again, still, where you know we 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 realize there's an injury, but it seems like the Bucks are still doing this at the end of the day to make sure he's not on one of these Super Bowl contenders and they got to deal with him uh, that that's really what it comes down to at least in, in my eyes and and what I you know again with Antonio Brown I just get back down to the the nitty-gritty of just like you know cut and cage but what, what are you being caged from I don't I don't understand I thought we were right. having surgery I thought so that's where it's it is a little weird and you know hopefully we'll get some developments here in this story in the next day or two wow.
2: And, and you know what? If he is released and he ends up with another
4: team, I assume
2: that the statement will go along the lines of, my ankle really is bothering me, but I am so committed to my craft, and I'm going to find a way to play through it and yeah. get through this season right. and contribute to a team. I mean, Terrell Owens played in the Super Bowl with a broken, broken ankle that yeah. hadn't completely healed right. yet. People play injured all the time. Mm-hmm. And last point, last point, because I've been asked this question, because when you've got two versions that are so diametrically opposed – you're looking for anything you can, any objective evidence that will push the needle one way or the other. And when you have Antonio Brown claiming that Bruce Arians came over and shouted, you're done, and did this, will there be video evidence of it? Yeah. Well, well we know that there are cameras all over the place at these games. And, and everyone is big brother, too, but I don't know that during a game somebody's going to have their... Cell phone out, and they're going to be monitoring the events on the sideline for whatever may happen to be captured that could be used later. But all those NFL films cameras, we got to remember who owns and operates those cameras. It's not Antonio Brown, it's the NFL. And so, if there is any footage that would be harmful to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we ain't going to see it. No, we're not going to see it. We're only going to see it if it's helpful to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's just reality because NFL films is the NFL. The NFL owns NFL films. They are not going to leak, release, whatever, anything that would be harmful to the Buccaneers, unless, of course, you know, it's a John Gruden situation and they just want to get Bruce Arians fired. But there's no reason (laughs) to think that that's at play here. So the the absence of any visual evidence of, of a throat slash gesture by Arians to Brown, which would really push things in Brown's direction, if it were out there. The fact that we don't have it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. They're never going to show it to us if it does. I I firmly yeah. believe that. Yeah, Chris. no,
4: I do too. You 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 said it right. I mean, the Bucks are the NFL. They're one thirty-second or thirty whatever the hell you say there of the league. Uh, they're going to yeah, side right. with that. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna they're gonna side with the le- uh, the the team there. They're not going to side with the player. You know, they don't want to cause more problems for one of their organizations and one of the top organizations in the sport right now. Except being, for the Raiders. Well, yeah. yeah, Well, yeah, I think that was, I mean, a little different, and there was some right. probably other issues at play there too. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you in that, that statement there, that you're not going to see NFL films if it's favoring Antonio Brown's story releases and go, hey, look, Antonio was right. Bruce did cut him and throat, throat slash. There's no way that's happening.
2: Yeah, Antonio Brown's been a major pain in the NFL's ass, too, frankly, so they're not going to try to help Antonio Brown. From the helmet situation, when they were trying to get him to wear one of the approved helmets, and it was a big to-do there that they had to waste their time on, personal conduct policy violations, extended investigations, they're not going to do anything to help Antonio Brown anything at all so if there is video of it the only way we're going to get it is from somebody who would have been at the game and who just so happened to be aiming their cell phone at the sideline at the moment that it happened there's going to be a sapruder film out there at best at best yeah and uh you know hey now that everyone knows that that's what we're looking for People may go back and scour. You know, I shot a video of the sideline. I was just screwing around. My phone was on, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe something will pop up today. You never know what's going to happen next in the National Football League. Here's what's going to happen next here. We're going to take a break when we return. Aaron Rodgers, after... MVP voter came out and said he wouldn't vote for Rodgers because of reasons unrelated to football. Aaron, uh, you know, took the high road and, uh, or not. We'll, we'll let you hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say and we'll talk about it when PFT live continues right after this.
0: As far as what happened last night, um, uh, it's on me, you know, I I, I screwed up. I I, I think that, you know, again, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to it since I don't spend much time on Twitter. Uh, I do know that a lot of it is being presented in ways that it wasn't said, but that's going to happen. And I do know that that some of it sounds awful because I didn't say very well what I wanted to say, you know, And, and so... Um, All you can do is own it, and and I own it, and uh, we'll see where it goes going forward, uh, you know, and, and there's really not much else for me to say about it.
2: That's Hub Arkish on 670, the score yesterday, the day after he said on that same station that he would not be voting for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Arkish holds one of the 50 Associated Press ballots, but he's not going to cast it for Aaron Rodgers because of issues basically unrelated to football, unrelated to what happens between week one and week 18 on the field. And. He apologized, and he reduced his apology to writing last night as well. We wrote something about it at PFT and ran a link to it, and you can check it out whenever you want, although listen to us for now. Check it out later. His apology isn't that he has a bias against Aaron Rodgers that is causing him to not fairly assess Rodgers' performance for the perspective of, is he the MVP? He apologized because he said it out loud. That's all he apologized yeah. for. It's bullcrap. I'm not. I'm not supposed to talk about who I vote for or who I'm not voting for, and it was kind of a confusing. And and you you heard a little bit of it in his comments. Kind of that derisive. I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter. Yeah, like Twitter is some meaningless platform where nothing of relevance ever happens. It's a frivolous waste of time. Come on, it's one of the the main ways people get their news and information, and where you know when when you say something that that a lot of people don't like, you're going to find out that a lot of people didn't like it. And he was trending on Twitter on Tuesday night and into Wednesday because a lot of people disagreed with what he said. And here's here's a line from his written apology yesterday, and it just shows that the guy doesn't get it. I've apparently unleashed a small army of self-styled social media and talk radio experts who have no clue what they're talking about to challenge the quality of the voting process and would attempt to invalidate any voter thought process that doesn't agree with their own i mean th- this isn't a matter of and then we've gotten to this point where we're allowed to believe whatever we want to believe regardless of the factual foundation or whether or not the belief that we've reached is a properly formulated and fairly held belief like it- it's okay to think that the earth is flat it's okay to think that wh- whatever whatever crazy thing that jfk jr is still alive well that's my opinion and i'm entitled to it and that's kind of the attitude he has here that that you're insulated against any criticism because you're allowed to think whatever crazy-ass thing you want to think. And it's crazy-ass thinking to believe that Aaron Rodgers should not be the MVP because of how he conducted himself in the offseason. Who the hell cares right. when the season begins? right. Who the hell cares? That's what makes him look even worse. I mean, at least you could piece some logical argument together that he hurt his team and they lost the game against the Chiefs. They still won the number 1 seed, so that kind of right. falls apart too. Right. But the idea that you know, he put the fans through hell in the offseason. Yes, he did, but that has nothing to do with whether or not he's the MVP no. for the 2021 regular season. Right. Get the hell out of here with that. And don't, and, and, you know, there's no contrition, there's arrogance, condescension. And a complete lack of awareness. I mean, that's what it comes down to. A complete lack of awareness of why what he said was a problem and why people are reacting to
4: it the way they are. Uh, Yeah, uh, it it is. It's it's, it's, first off, like we talked yesterday, it's, again, Aaron Rodgers. uh, Still, at face level, I don't blame him for a lot of the dysfunction between him and the organization. I think we, you and I, have got to that. You know, I, I don't. So that a lot of that was the Packers' fault, but he's going to blame it on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why. And yes, like self-scout thyself a little, hub. All right? I mean, do that. Right? and Look in the mirror and go, wait, is that really the way I'm supposed to approach this? Just because of the way I didn't like a guy handled himself in the offseason and his vaccine status? That's where I'm going to no way vote for him no matter what he made his mind up before the year started. That's absolutely insane. And the fact that he cannot look at himself in the mirror and go, wait, that's wrong. Wait, why are all these people criticizing me? You know, first off, uh, like, I have a clue. I'm, I'm one of those, you know, talk radio experts, all right? And Hub, I know more about football than you. Sorry. I don't give a damn how long you've been around or how old you are. That's a stupid way. And if you took any award in any, in any type of business, platform, whatever, all right, it has nothing to do with what that person does outside of their craft. Nothing, nothing. I mean, the the, the guy who's the, the top earner for Goldman Sachs, they don't go well. I mean, he's a drunk and does some drugs on the side, so we're not going to give him the number one earner award for for Goldman Sachs this year, because you know he's not he's at the bar too much when he's off hours. No, they're going to go. We're going to give you the award because when you're here, damn, you make us a lot of money. Goes for any other award. All right, it's just stupid. I, I, and it's, and and that's what annoyed me more than anything, the inability to acknowledge the fact that his thought process was somewhat wrong and that No, he thinks it's right. I know. He He's it's an right. idiot. And please he AP we're wrong. AP I'm going to lose total we're wrong. I know, I'm going to lose total respect for the AP if he gets to vote for this this year. I'm gonna. Oh. The NFL they can better still stop him.
2: Uh, they it, can still stop him. The votes they haven't need been cast.
4: The NFL needs to get involved. It's wrong.
2: Well, Let me tell you what I did yesterday. I asked the NFL for comment on the situation because these are official NFL awards now. These are the awards that are handed out at the NFL Honors with that trophy that has the shield on it. And I wanted to know what the NFL's position on this is. And, well, it would be inappropriate for us to comment. We're not involved in the voting and whatnot. Okay, fine, fine. I hope behind the scenes the NFL – is saying to the Associated Press, get your house in order, or we're going to find some other group's awards to be our official awards, because there's something flawed about this system that you have, and there are many flaws with the system that the AP has, and one of the good uh, developments to come out of this is people are shining a light on how the AP goes about its voting process. Last night, I sent an email to Barry Wilner, who's the AP writer who's in charge of deciding who gets the votes, and uh I I I hey you taking this guy's vote away? And if not, why not? I, I tell me, on the record, tell me. And he told me that he passed my inquiry along to Associated Press Management. That was last night. We'll see if they say anything about it, but they should take his vote away. They should. Especially when you consider that the apology is hollow
4: and misses the mark. It's it, the well, only thing he's sorry for is opening his mouth. I know. And that's where, you know, I want to go back and like, you know, again. And I don't want to throw other people under the bus, but I, I bet you he's voted for people that are worse, the worst, but for some reason this was worse to him because of the vaccine thing and the offseason issues with the Packers, by all accounts, which we also like had both heard from a lot of credible people, that they promised they were going to trade him early on in the offseason, and didn't do that. So that's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. So Hub, he's now he's made determinations off of not even knowing the facts of the situation. And I think that's what's disturbing as well. And listen, I don't like that, uh, you know, Roger said I'm immunized and lied to us. But again, it's his damn right, all right? We're not going to do that. But there's also been other MVPs that have, you know, I mean, they're not the best behind the scenes, okay? And he's known that, I'm sure. You, you so badly want to start. Well, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people. I know, I know. Take your
2: word for it. Well, I know. I'm not gonna
4: I'm not gonna do that. I would never do that.
2: But you you know what I mean? That that plenty of jerks have won the NFL MVP award.
4: Way worse than Aaron Rodgers on a personal level. If we're getting into personal stuff. Like, way worse than Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's so that's ridiculous. This, to me, sounds like it's personal to a degree, whether it's, hey, he's Chicago, that's Green Bay, maybe Aaron Rodgers declined interviews with him before, I don't know. And I also want, like, so he talks about, like, he didn't explain what he wanted to say the right way. Well, then explain it the right way then, idiot. Because I don't, what you did was wrong, hub. It was stupid. Nobody sees your logic. And it makes no sense and totally ruins your, your credibility. So that's where I just he, he's – I'll never listen to the guy again. He danced
2: around the out-of-context – Card, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yesterday and we played two minutes and 19 seconds yeah, of what he had to say yeah that was taken out of context bullcrap, he said what he bullcrap, said own it right. and that's what he said i own it i own it i was wrong well you don't own you it you didn't own it you, you you're owning the fact that you said the quiet thing out loud you're not owning the quiet thing as being wholly inappropriate and incorrect. and here's a great example mds pointed this out to me yesterday if if we're gonna start holding against guys for regular season awards, what they did before the regular season even began, you could argue that T.J. Watt maybe shouldn't be the defensive player of the year because he
4: held in and didn't practice right. and created a problem what? for the right. team. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's ludicrous. Right. Agreed. That's a great point, too. I mean, that's a great way to put it. That's what I mean. There's so many stories like this we could go through and unpack award winners where I'd go, man, so Rod- what Rodgers did is worse than this? Really? Really? But you voted for that guy, and that's where it makes no sense. And and at the bottom line, it has no place in the sport for this award. It doesn't matter. Your job as a journalist is to objectively vote on for what you see on the field in the regular season. You know, again, like, I mean, I, I'd like somebody to investigate Hub's life a little bit. Let's see how if he's exactly the choir boy. He's, right. he's, I know, but that's All just right. annoying. That's where I don't like it. But well, he's not up for the MVP award. I know. Well, he's up for the I'm biggest jerk I know right now.
2: Uh, right. Uh, last point, too, as it relates to these other issues, it reminded me of Brian Cushing, the only two-time AP Defensive Rookie of the Year because he won it in 2009. Yeah. He had a PED issue the following year. Right. They vacated the award and voted for it again, and he won it again. Right. so and He only uh, cheated, but no big deal. It's all about performance on the field. That's right. right, and it's all about performance on the field, whether that performance is enhanced with performance-enhancing drugs or not. Okay, um, let's hear from the guy who was the subject of – Hub Arkish's rant, Aaron Rodgers meeting with reporters for his weekly Wednesday press conference. I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers took the high road <laughs> and allowed no others chance. to attack Hub Arkish on his behalf.
3: I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But, I mean, to, and I listen to the comments, but to say... He had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season, that you know I had zero chance of winning MVP. In my opinion, should exclude, you know, future future votes. Um, You know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. Doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, His problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum. And I'm not gonna waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those those sentiments it's surprising that he would even say that to be honest but yeah i knew this was possible talked about on mac a few weeks ago um but crazy
2: there is so much that he said there first of all there is an irony embedded in the idea that he's accusing hub arkish of reaching absolute conclusions with no knowledge of aaron rogers by saying the only reason he thinks that way is because I'm not vaccinated. Well, how the hell does Aaron Rodgers know that? And first of all, it's not—it's never been that Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated. What got him into trouble was he lied about being vaccinated when he secretly wasn't vaccinated. That's what got him initially in the eye of the media hurricane. And then on top of it, the misinformation that he has repeatedly spewed about vaccinations has got him even more scrutinized for his... Off-field beliefs and statements, but but see, here's what pissed me off about what he said yesterday, and I had a feeling this was going to happen. Hub Arkish, the the same woke mob that Aaron Rodgers was afraid of coming after him, the woke mob came after Hub Arkish. Nobody's nobody lined up behind Hub Arkish and said, "Right on, Hub, you're right." Let's let's not make him the MVP because he wasn't vaccinated. No. We all shouted him down. But but see Aaron Rodgers is never going to acknowledge that someone like me came out and said Hub Arkish is wrong Aaron Rodgers is the MVP because that cuts against his desire to always be the victim he has a persecution complex and and, and Aaron I know I've never sat down and spoken with you other than the one time that we met in the hotel lobby 10 years ago in Indianapolis but other than that I know we've never had a conversation but I've seen and heard enough from you that I can come to conclusions that's the other thing that bugged me about what he said he doesn't know me no you've only lived in the public eye for over a decade at a certain point we're going to feel like we know something about you when you live in the public eye and you have these platforms where you speak and speak and speak at a certain point we're going to think i think i kind of know something about
4: this guy so i reject that aspect of his logic as well yeah but hub went over the line and got personal oh he did so he did
2: well he did he did but but so did aaron rogers he got personal too he didn't have to call him an absolute bum he just had to you know matt lafleur handled it so much better than Aaron Rodgers did. And we're allowed to scrutinize his words and criticize him for how I handled it. I I don't like the fact that he failed to acknowledge. See, this fits his narrative. His narrative was, they're all going to come after me. I'm never going to be the MVP again because of this. Him and McAfee were going on and on about, oh, you're never going to win another MVP award. Oh, he is! He's the MVP. He's going to win the award. It's one voter. Who said this? And the rest of the world came out and said, this guy's full of crap. I almost said the other word. I'm glad I didn't. Although you say it and nothing happens to you. Yeah. I'd say it and I'd get fired. <laughs> but, but my point is that, that he's so determined to paint his narrative, that he's the victim. And uh, I, I wish he would have broadened the lens and recognized that others were defending him. Yeah, Others were defending him loudly. Yeah. Yes. Loudly. Yes. Ah, that doesn't creep into it because that doesn't fit with his narrative that he's the victim of the woke mob that
4: wants to cancel him. Cancel him from what? Well, not you know, from the MVP award. I know. I know. But he, there, again, there was, you know, of course, he'd had to deal with a lot of crap through that. That little, you know, what we, it was his own doing. I know that. He misled all of us, but he did have to deal with that. It's, of course, a huge issue in our country. It's very polarizing either way. I mean, he got a lot of negative reaction, and like we see with a lot of these superstars, their, their reality of life is just not like the rest of ours. It's not. You know, it, it, it's, you know we, we see Tom Brady. He gets sensitive they, they, because they're, they're, they're kings of the world. The people that are around them is you're great, you're great, you're great. Yes, 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 you're great, you're great, you're great. So they're not used to that aspect. I don't mind that he called them a bum yesterday. That doesn't bother me. That's why I like Aaron Rodgers. I I do. Hey, he told him he's the biggest jerk in the league. All right. Well, he said he's a bum. So what? You know, I understand what you're saying, though. It does help fit his narrative. I wish he would have come out and been like, hey, man, I do really do appreciate that people have come to my defense. I think that would have gone a long way for, you know, people like you and me and everybody else out there going, hey, hey, there's some things you did this year we don't like. But we're not going to let people cross the line and be unethical about one of the most elite awards in our sport. And uh, so I hear what you're saying. I do. Um, but, but I do think, you know, there's, there's a little losing of reality at times when you're that type of superstar. And all of a sudden, all this negative criticism comes on. And we know Rodgers is maybe even a little more sensitive than the normal superstar in general. And I think that leads him to be like that, too.
2: A lot more sensitive than the normal superstar would be. It's obvious. Where was he? I think it was on McAfee recently where he was talking about like people who say things about him and they get like five likes on Twitter for it. I mean, you're really deep in the social media weeds if you're noticing those comments about you. So he has gigantic rabbit ears. Yeah. Which tells me, which tells me, not only was he aware of what Hub Arkish said, he was aware of the reaction to it. And the reaction was overwhelmingly, if not exclusively, negative to Hub Arkish and supportive of Aaron Rodgers. And frankly, what Hub Arkish said makes it more likely Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP because you're going to have other voters who aren't going to want to step into that bear trap and vote for someone other than Aaron Rodgers, have their vote become public after the dust settles and get dragged the way hub arkish got dragged i I think he did aaron Rodgers a favor i think aaron Rodgers. if if you haven't already bet on aaron Rodgers to win the mvp go bet now before the odds get minus minus ten thousand, because uh i I think it makes it even more likely that he that he i would agree with that so yeah um let's take a break when we return week 18 is upon us and there's a lot of a lot of things still at stake we'll break it down when pft live continues
1: right after this